the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And there's this theme that's woven throughout the New Testament that describes some men and women as appearing to be connected with Jesus, appearing to be connected with the church, some of them even appearing in leadership in the church, but they were never really connected. They were never really a true branch. That's Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. This is Verse by Verse, a daily study here on this station. And uh, he's referring to Christ's words in chapter 15 of the book of John, where he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you've missed any of these studies in the book of John, go to our website at studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. We pick it up as Pastor Leighton has just asked the question, Are you a true branch? Securely connected to the vine. They abide and they bear fruit. You, you think I'm being ridiculous. However, many Christians think they can live like the devil all weekend on Saturday night and then come in and serve the Lord on Sunday. I happen to know this because I tried that for years. My friend, we must be in constant communion with him to bear fruit. That means when you wake in the morning, when you're, you're at the desk at the office, when you're driving your cars in the streets, you are abiding in constant communion. Well, how do we abide in communion, in, in, in Jesus' love? Well, Jesus gives us the answer. He says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. See, obedience is the key to abiding in Christ's love. And then he turns to himself as an example. He says, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. Verse 11, these things I have spoken to you that, your joy may be, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is one of the favorite uh, sayings of, of the Apostle John. You know, there are some people who have this concept, miserable concept of Christianity, that we're being invited to have a cheerless, barren, eternal experience. We're going to sit around on clouds and strum the harp for eons or whatever. They, I mean, they just have some... That's not what God wants for us. He wants for us to experience joy in all of its fullness, in all of its abundance. You see, the problem is, is some people try to live in both worlds. And when you do that, you only end up with the worst of the both worlds. Now, this theme of joy is relatively new. It's only been mentioned once in chapter 3. But here, as Jesus is talking with his disciples, it's mentioned no less than seven times. It's an inspiring thought that Jesus calls us into joy. But a very different fate awaits those who do not bear fruit, who do not abide. Verse 6. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. Now Jesus is the true vine. Anyone who's truly attached to him is going to bear fruit. But there are some branches that appear to be attached to him that in reality are not. And they don't bear fruit. One example is Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot was indistinguishable from the other apostles. He looked just like the other branches, but he wasn't a true branch. 
In fact, he looked so much like the other branches that when Jesus announced that one of them was going to betray him, nobody in the room thought to look at Judas and say, he must be the one. He looked so much like every other branch. But he was not a true branch. He was never truly connected to Jesus. He was never saved. In chapter 6, same gospel, Jesus said to the apostles, Did I myself not choose you, the twelve, and yet one of you is a devil? Now he meant Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for he, one of the twelve, was going to betray him. And there's this theme that's woven throughout the New Testament that describes some men and women as appearing to be connected with Jesus, appearing to be connected with the church, some of them even appearing in leadership in the church, but they were never really connected. They were never really a true branch. The phrase does not abide in me describes those who merely appear to attach themselves to him. And the church has always had these kind of people in it. The Bible describes them as tares among the wheat, goats instead of sheep, foolish virgins, servants who bury the talent instead of using the talent for God's glory, and so on and so forth. Now, the wood of the vine, outside of its intended purpose, is absolutely worthless. You cannot build anything with the, the, the wood of the branch. It's too soft. The only value it has if it isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing, what it was designed to do, is to be thrown into the fire. It can't be used for anything else. And what Jesus says is that's the fate that awaits false branches, to be cast into the fire and burned. In Matthew 13, Jesus warned that at the end of the age, the angels will come and take out the wicked from among the righteous and will throw them into the furnace of fire, that in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It'll be a terrible place. And Jesus here uses the word in the past tense, in the aorist tense, as though it's already happened. And, and, and the reason for that is to communicate the completeness or the decisiveness of the decision. Once that branch is thrown into the fire, it's a done deal. It's not getting pulled back out. That's the fate that awaits. Branches that only appear to be connected to the vine. We don't want to be one of those branches. We need to be daily in the presence and the word of God. And we should never say, I can't understand why I'm not bearing any fruit. Because Jesus gives us the answer right here. If you abide in me, you will bear fruit. And it's an irrefutable fact that every man, every woman is as close to the Lord as they choose to be. And if we choose to be close, if we choose to wrap ourselves around him and he around us, you've seen how the vines, they wrap around everything. And we wrap ourselves around him and he wraps himself around us, then we're going to bear much fruit. Now, how is fruit produced? It's not because the branch is struggling or striving. It's just simply because the branch is abiding my wife said, honey, I don't know that everybody knows what the word abide means. So I've been thinking about it. Uh, let me describe it to you this way. It's uh, colloquialism. Abiding. 
hanging in there, hanging on. Don't give up. Don't walk away. Hang in there. And when we hang in there, then God produces the fruit in us. When a branch hangs on to a tree, week after week, month after month, year after year, in due season, the blossoms come, the fruit appears, all because it just hangs in there. It abides. And as we hang in there, we hang on to the Lord over the weeks, the months, the years, he's going to bring forth fruit. Amen. Now I want to invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes because there may be some among us this day in this service that God's Holy Spirit has been uh, talking with you. Now when I say talking, maybe not in a verbal sense, but there's, there's something going on. There might be a pounding inside of you or, or something. And we, I want to give a moment here for this to be the day of decision for you. I want, if, if the Lord is talking with you today and you want to respond, you, you, you want to invite him to be your Savior and Lord, then with the heads bowed and the eyes closed, I want to give you an opportunity to raise your hand. And by raising your hand, you're simply saying, Jesus, reveal yourself to me and in me, I pray. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Amen. You can put your hands down. Let's all pray this prayer aloud together. Dear Jesus, thank you for making me and loving me, even when I've ignored you and gone my own way. I need you in my life, and I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to forgive me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. And please help me to understand it more. As much as I know how, I want to follow you from now on. Please come into my life and make me a new person inside. I accept your gift of salvation. Please help me to grow now as a Christian. In Jesus' name. And if you pray that prayer in earnest today, we have this assurance from the word of God. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And if you've made that decision, I want to invite you to put your name and phone number on a piece of paper, any piece of paper, hand it to me, and and I want to call you this week and follow up with you. Dear Lord, we're so thankful for your word. We're so thankful, Lord, that it's so clear to us that you're the one who bears fruit through us, that It's not because of any efforts on our own part. That our responsibility is merely to abide, to hang in there, to hang into you, to be connected truly to you. And we, Lord, we are so thankful that you've invited us. And Lord, you've given us a purpose in life and you've given us a hope when life has run its course. But Lord, we're surrounded by so many people who live in darkness who don't know where they came from, don't know where they're going, and don't know what life is all about. But they're searching, they're seeking, and they need you. And Lord, we pray that you would keep us alert this this week to the prompting of your Holy Spirit, and that when your Holy Spirit prompts us as you bring people across our path, that you would put your words in our mouth. 
so that they hear the word of the Lord and that they are drawn unto you. And we're thankful, Lord, that we can be a part of your kingdom, your eternal kingdom. And that we can address the creator of the universe as our father. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people said. Amen. Did you make that decision to follow Christ? Would you like more information about what that means? We would be more than happy to help in any way we can. You can get in touch with us by calling 650-873-4095 or go on the website at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. The phone number again, 650-873-4095. Pastor Leighton Sheely is our teacher each day on this broadcast called Study Verse by Verse. And you can find out more details about the ministry on the website studyversebyverse.com. You can also join with us as a financial partner if you'd like to help support this outreach. That's studyversebyverse.com. I'm Mike Trout. Have a great rest of your day and come back tomorrow when we'll continue in the book of John and study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.